Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, it is time for our virtual Friday morning coffee break and uh, delighted uh, to welcome to the show three good friends, Celia Holman-Lee, uh, well known to all of us, uh, broadcaster Lorcan Murray and Brendan McGowan, who, among other things, has been a, a candidate for the Green Party in the past. You're all welcome. Good morning to you. Um, well, Brendan. Good morning, Joe. Will the How Greens doing, vote for it, do you think? And will they end up in government tomorrow along historically with Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael? Well, I, I think it's probably going to be a, a narrow result, but I think it will swing in favour of it now. Uh, I know I, I voted in favour of it myself after a, a bit of soul searching. I mean, it, it doesn't do everything that we wanted, but, you know, at the end of the day, we we got like 7% of the vote nationally. And I think that even if it's not everything we wanted, it will let us achieve some, some really big things, you know. Like the the headline of that seven percent uh, average year on year carbon reductions is the thing that sort of people are talking about the most. But like the the number there isn't what we should really be concentrating on. It's the the actions that's going to go with that. You know that that's going to mean retrofitting uh, a load. You know about half a, a a million homes so that people can heat their houses without needing to to buy oil or coal. It's going to mean uh, you know, generating electricity through you know renewables, offshore wind, without having to to buy oil from from overseas and and so on. So, like a lot of that is going to be really good for the country, and I think this is an opportunity that we just have to take. You know, is it possible that uh, first time a Green TD in Limerick City, Brian Letton, will be a cabinet minister? I think it's possible. Uh, now, we, we haven't really discussed this uh, a huge amount uh, with the, the people in the know. Uh, I, I think it's possible. I think a junior ministry might be more likely. Uh, I mean, there, there's some people up there in the parliamentary party that have, have been around, you know, in councils and that for a few years longer and uh, would have that bit more experience. But certainly the regional balance kind of thing would, would mean that Brian's name would, would definitely have to be up there in consideration. And, of course, with his background and expertise as an engineer, particularly in renewable energy, I mean, that's exactly the type of expertise that you want to have in government, not just advising government. So I'd say his name would definitely be in the discussion at least, you know. And Celia, I mean, you'd know even from around Limerick uh, that uh, in the past, certainly, um, and maybe to some degree still, uh, Fianna Fáilers and Fine Gaelers would have to be dug out of each other. The idea of them now being in coalition together this weekend, it is amazing, isn't it? It is. It is incredible. But I think at the beginning of the pandemic, the way we all worked together, all the different parties, it was an agreement on everything for the safety of the country. And for, of course, for to help us all hopefully get through and get out of this. But I think um, we need that kind of peace to continue for a while. I would, I would hate an election. I don't think we're able for it. I don't think the country's able for it. I don't know how they were conducted. And we don't need that on our doorsteps. So harmony, I'm delighted about this. And at the end of the day that we have a government. 
Right, would well, be my thoughts on the whole thing. Well, we'll see. I mean, the bar is still pretty high, particularly in the Green Party, because it's 66% yes that they need. And I mean, that that's a big number. Lorcan, what do you think? Well, I think they're nearly there, Joe. Good morning, by good the morning. way. Good morning. It's, it's, funny, it's funny to be talking to you uh, in, on the phone and not face-to-face these, these times, what? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but listen, uh, yeah, they're nearly there. And, and look, it's it's a whole new era. And I think if you've got two civil war parties who are who are shaking hands and, and coming together, that says it all. And we're in an era when, when, you know, it's all about renewable, it's all about green, it's all about energy. I mean, they're, they're, they're the right mix and I think they see that. And, you know, it's the old saying, if you're not in, you, you can't win. If you're not in, there's not a lot you can do about it. So get in there and get into the mix and see how it comes, you know, see how it comes around. But imagine the look now. I know tomorrow it'll be very different because they'll have to hold this at the National Convention Centre in Dublin yeah. based on size and all of that. But you, you can see in your mind's eye the, the normal doll and, and the idea of, you know, Willie O'Dea sitting beside Kieran O'Donnell and Patrick O'Donovan and Niall Collins and Brian Lennon all on the government side. <laughs> Look, you could see them all in Tolman Park, Joe, sitting beside Well, that's other, true. You know? That's true. I, I, you're, you're, you're not wrong about that, uh, Lorcan. And by the way, you're on uh, the board of University Concert Hall in Limerick, and as part of the reopening starting mm. on Monday, um, concert halls and theatres are allowed to uh, reopen. What's happening on that front? Well, it's just, you, you were saying there about you yourself are a COVID officer, and there has to be a COVID officer in place. And the last time where well, we had a, a meeting in relation to all of this, it was how to social distance. But um, the numbers come right down in, in, in relation to a venue of that that capacity. Originally with the two metre distance, you're only talking whether it be a lecture, whether it be a concert, whatever in there, maybe a max of, uh, of up to 200 people coming into a venue of that size. So I think with the... the the lesser restriction it might improve, but then you have the um, indoor number in total for a gathering. So it's still it's still you know up in the air a little bit. Right, so they won't be rushing to open. Certainly next week, it'll be something that'll have to be thought through even more. Yeah, but, the, but that is ongoing, and, and they are doing a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, and you know the artists as well, Joe. If you take someone like Christy Moore, does he want to come into a venue with with a hundred people and and uh, five hundred seats empty? You, you know what I mean? Does and and for me, does the atmosphere? You know, does it does it? you know, take away from the whole atmosphere of it. The whole idea of going to a concert is the interaction and enjoyment between the artist and the audience. And if you don't have the audience all sitting beside each other, clapping their hands, you know, in, in good form, I, I just think it's a bit a bit eerie, you know, having all this space and uh, a half-empty auditorium or even more than that. Yeah. I mean, Celia Holman, Lee, you, you have known uh, pretty much every venue, big and small, uh, across yes, Limerick yes, and across yes. uh, the country. And, you know, mm-hmm. they have been silent for months now. Yeah, we at the, at the beginning of the lockdown, Joe, you know, I, <laughs> every phone call was the rose is gone. You know, the ploughing is gone. You know, I could go through them all, five or six huge uh, shows I'd be like the Christy Moores of the world. We're in that side of the entertainment. That's the kind of thing we do. We need people. We need crowds, fashion shows, etc. So um, for us, it was a wipeout. But, you know, we're hoping that, um, you know, we're with the, with the stores and the shops and things like that. We're looking at virtual things now, you know, doing stuff online, doing all this kind of thing, because we have to make it work. We have to try the innovations and make things work. 
it is very difficult. There are no answers. You know, 100 people, as Larkin said there, who wants to sit. How would you make money from that when you have everything else paid, you know, regarding a charity or a school or even the store showcasing a fashion show? So it's going to be really difficult. The future, we don't know. Maybe virtual, we're going to try something like this in August. And fingers have crossed that when we stream it, it'll go well. So we're looking ahead like that. Yeah, you know, amazing. That's yeah. where we're trying to go. Just, you just know? incredible things you'd never have thought of at the things start. I, I mean, of, I'm doing of 30 year. years on all of them, Joe. Plowing 30 years, the, the Rose of Tralee, Mallet School of Art and Design, uh, Riverfest, you know, all of them gone within, and a few, quite a few more in between, but they're the bigger ones. So we just have to deal with it and try. You know, well, we're safe at the main. That's the yeah. main thing. And uh, we're all in good health yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. But, oh, oh, uh, you know, it can, oh, be, okay. it can be very trying. Brendan, we've only heard in the last hour or so that uh, Argos have decided to close their branch on Cruiser Street in Limerick City Centre and redeploy the staff to out-of-town branches, uh, the Crescent Shopping Centre and Childers Road Retail Park. Is it emblematic of the sort of debate that we've been having, often a bitter debate, actually, online in uh-huh. recent weeks uh, around the COVID mobility plan and pedestrianisation? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it cuts right to the heart of that for me. I mean, it's it's just the latest in a long series of closures. I mean, it's not that long ago we are discussing the loss of, of Debenhams, you know. The, the city centre is just seeing more and more outlets shifting away. And Argus is really a case in point because they have three stores in the city. Two of them are out-of-town retail centres and one in the city centre. And the city centre store that they're choosing to close right now. I mean, it, it just shows people aren't looking to shop in the city centre right now, and that's the real problem. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of us who be advocating pedestrianisation of the city centre, of, of more of it. Um, the only thing is, Cruiser Street is a pedestrianised yeah. street. Yeah, yeah I, it, it, it is, but it, it's, it's a small enough street. It's not, you know, nobody is going into town to shop just in Cruiser Street. We need to make the city centre as a whole more attractive. And we need to work with the business owners around uh, to do it. I mean, look, there's a lot of these local shops around that are really the lifeblood of the city centre. And, you know, we want to, to bring these people with us. And obviously, you know, they're all suffering. They're seeing businesses decline, shops closing around them. Of, of course, they're worrying. And, and whenever you start hearing people like me talking about pedestrianisation, you know, it, it's natural for them to think that that sort of talk is off the walls. But... Honestly, if you look at all the geographical research that's, that's been done on pedestrianisation and, and building up city centres, like it almost universally helps. I mean, there was a study done in Hong Kong in the last couple of years that uh, showed a around 50% increase in the, the value of properties uh, in areas that were being pedestrianised. Like, it, it's a real benefit, and, and we really need to work hard to to get the city centre owners to understand that, I think, because it, it feels like we're fighting against them when we shouldn't be. Right. And like, I, I, well, if I, you think I, about it, nobody is parking right outside Argus in the Crescent, are they? You know, they're parking a distance away mm-hmm. from walking into it, they're walking yeah. around the shops. The oh, oh, Crescent okay. is a pedestrianised centre. Well, right. I, 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 I just want to let the others in. I, I, Lorcan, uh, would you be worried about it? Yeah, it's, it's another uh, of the outlets, I think, that draws people. I mean, you lost Mothercare, which just beside it, and, and a few others on Cruises Street. And 
part of the, the um, I think, the aesthetic of it when you walk down and you see these places closed, you get that feeling, oh, my goodness, look look what's happening, you know. And, and that puts you off as well when it's quieter. And then in the evenings, Joe, I mean, I, I'm in there around, you know, 7 o'clock coming out, and there's no nobody around, you know, at that time. So uh, incentivizing, getting shops there, get, you know, getting people in, the debate goes on and on, but, but mm-hmm. the shops are leaving. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's it's it really, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're at the, we're at the uh, you know the stage where we really need people talk about oh, look pedestrianise it and that will work. Will it work? I mean, really, you need to sit down with the retailers and say, you know, what's wrong? I mean, there's mm-hmm. Argus gone. You know, Mother Care. I think they're they're too. You know, of the of the you know the chains. These are the shops that should be coming in, and then everyone else in around them, and they're the ones leaving. Why is the question? I mean, do people ask the the traders why are you going? Yeah, you know? Celia. Yes, I would agree with Larkin there. You know, I I'm even during the lockdown. Well, when it eased, I used to go and walk around the city just to be part of it, just to walk around. And I pray to God when it would reopen that we'd all be there. But they seem to be dropping, and there'd be more. I'd say. I just feel, you know, that was a very good point of. Me having a huge public meeting with all the, the strong people in the city, the strong jewellers, the big store in the centre like BT's and around who are in the city for years and have seen us through. What is going on? I would love to see um, Cruiser Street turn into where there's bars and there's little beautiful uh, restaurants and all that, a bit of city living and all of that. And it all, well, it is pedestrianised as it is, but it needs so much more. And you can beat around the bush and we have, and it has, this conversation continues, continues, continues. I, I, I do think um, that certainly we need, we need to bring the stores, we need to bring the shops, we need to bring the retailers and we need to bring them in and we need to listen to them. It's I, as simple as that. I must say, um, you know, in a time that's so hard for our artistic community, our entertainers and all three of you yeah. will be aware of that, uh, um, uh, particularly um, yourself, uh, Lorcan, obviously, um, it was fantastic to be reminded um, this week that we have produced one of the great bands of the last 30 years, not just uh, in Limerick, although they happen to be Limerick people, but worldwide. I don't know what you're talking about, Peter. I'm just creating a nice work environment for you. For instance, I also piped in easy listening music throughout the house. Ode to my family by the Cranberries? Lois, you know once I hear that, I can't get it out of my head. Uh, don't worry, it's not the whole song. It's just the do, 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 do part on repeat. That's the catchiest part! Well, you better get to work. It's already 9.15. Come on, Peter, focus. You can do this. Cranberries uh, featuring on an episode of A Family Guy mm-hmm. and Larkin you know, when we played that during the week it was quite amazing the uh, people who were in touch with us saying one person I remember saying oh I, I lived in China and you you know every shopping centre you went in and out of while I was yeah. there the cranberries the cranberries the cranberries huge in the States uh, of course no harm to be reminded of their scale and how they entered the zeitgeist mm-hmm. Oh, listen, it's it's just fantastic to see it. I mean, that's it's 26 years ago. Have I that right? I think it is. Yeah, because I, I remember playing it. I remember getting my promo copy of the single and, and playing it. But, um, Joe, I don't watch Family Guy. Um, I, I see it on with the kids and that. But 
I had to go and follow this up but, uh, to, to get the context of it. And it's just amazing to see the way it was used. But uh, and, and I'm on Twitter a bit, as you know, and um, to see the Cranberries liking it. And, and they were delighted with it. But the mm. funny thing is that the reference to them was uh, easy listening. <laughs> I don't think they would have called themselves easy listening back in the day. They were progressive and uh, <laughs> Indian right. rock. <laughs> but now they're seen, pretty six years later, they're seen as a, an yeah. easy listening band <laughs> for uh, to calm a family. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Well, listen, it's great to end on a laugh this morning. And thank oh, you. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much uh, for, for that, guys. Great to chat to you. We look forward in the not too distant future to having you all in the studio again. Um, even I'm getting tired of talking to myself um, sitting, sitting in here, to be honest, at, at this point. But we appreciate your time um, this morning. Thank you to uh, fashionista Celia Holman Lee, uh, to RTE Lyric FM broadcaster Lorcan Murray, and Brendan McGowan, among other things, uh, a proud member of the Greens and the Greens may well be in government along with Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael by the time we're back on the air on Monday. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 with HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.